Welcome to Mentored. Join two professional mentors, Carson Pugh and Martin Sanders, as they provide straight talk and wisdom to fellow leaders. Their approach is no-nonsense, practical, and focused on helping you become a better leader in all aspects of your life. Together, we'll gain valuable insights and actionable advice from these seasoned mentors. So now, here's our episode. Welcome to Mentored with Martin Sanders <laughs> and Carson Pugh. Were you unsure who you were at that moment? For a minute, I lost where I was. Sorry. Well, we're in the studio, and we're going to be talking about... How to be a giving person. How to be... Oh, you're back. Martin's back. I'm back. I remembered what coast I was on. That helped me a lot. Why, in the context of us mentoring leaders, do we want to talk about being a giving person? It's one of my favorite things to talk about because it permeates sort of every part of your being. It's how you conceptualize reality around you. It's connections with other people. It's part of connectedness with the divine because you're both a giver and receiver there and then how you impart that to other people. Mm -hmm. So when I conceptualize this, it's sort of every part of your being is about this giving person thing. Yeah. And we work with a lot of Christian leaders who would be talking about the need to be generous, and yet our actions show that beyond our words. And I've had experiences where I have literally heard somebody preach about it, but they are not generous at all, not by my definition. One of the things I loved about working with executives early on is so many of them would talk openly about about the joy of giving, Mm -hmm. giving back to the community because they had financial resources. It was about that as well, but not limited to that. Mm -hmm. And you could hear them and you could feel it. This was energizing to them because they knew they'd received a lot. And so they were passing it on freely. It inspired me so much as a younger leader in New York, working with these people that I'd never been around at that Mm -hmm. level, to just listen to their narratives and go, these people inspire me. Now, some might argue, well, they've got lots to give, and I work on a pastor's salary, and I don't have that much to give. So thinking about mentoring a leader, and perhaps let's think about a pastor at a church And how can we help them practice what they preach? It's a mindset of of, of being a giving person. Because it doesn't matter how much you have. It's what you do with what you have been given. That that was a clear teaching for Jesus at so many levels. I think people who are giving, they're giving of their time, their resources, and that some of that might be financial resources, but it might be just things that you have that you can be generous with. I think they're also the giving of encouragement and also extending grace to people, being generous with grace. That's a quotable quote right there. I'd tweet that one. Tweet it? Okay. Yeah, I would tweet right that. after the episode, yeah. I'm tweeting it. But also, <laughs> just your, your emotional capacity and your emotional energy. Because you're giving out of a reservoir of what you have been given. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so if somebody needs extra, we give extra. Yeah. 
And I think that there are many who withhold sharing from their emotional sort of state uh, with other people out of maybe a lot of fears that are there. If you build the capacity into your life, if you don't have the ability to build finances, you build in other things, Mm -hmm. uh, depth, wisdom, emotional capacity, love, so that as needed, you've got plenty to dispense Mm -hmm. if you're willing. Yeah. I think about the segments of Smalley's book on the five love languages, you know, and one of them is called Acts of Service. And it means you extend love by doing things for other people. And that's another way where I have seen some people really extend and be giving because they give of their time. What are some of the barriers that hold people back from being giving? A lot of it is simply emotional drain. Mm-hmm. It's a capacity issue. If you think about it, if the tank is full, if the well is deep, yeah. you, you automatically think about, I have capacity to give. Mm-hmm. If the capacity is low, you protect who you are, what you have, and you protect yourself from giving too much. Mm-hmm. What about the person who has lots and their well is deep, but they're still not what I would describe as a giving person? Well, then that's part of what we do in mentoring is help them identify what's the Mm self-protection or what's the need to keep what you have instead of giving what you have. Yeah. Those are conversations we've both had with people at numerous levels and different occasions to say, let's get at this. Why the protection? Why the Mm self-protection? You seem to have plenty of whatever this is. Why aren't you freely giving? Mm -hmm. My first, I would call him like my first real mentor, like the first intentional mentor in my life. And he took me to a clothing store and he ordered a custom built suit for me where a tailor measures you and does this thing. And I, I ended up with this amazing suit and he told me, listen, every pastor needs one great suit. And I wore that for years and years and I thought of his love and his generous spirit in giving me that and also how specific it was because this was made for me. I I remember another time when I contacted the executive minister for our denomination and I asked if I could have some time with him. And he responded immediately and gave me a time. And I remember I I was young and he didn't even know why I was coming to talk with him, but he, he made some time in his calendar to speak with me. And he modeled something by doing that about giving of your time and giving of time to other people. Now, 
I do mentor and coach a lot of leaders to be good stewards with their time, but I think we can be generous and you can actually create in your calendar some white space where you can have those interrupted appointments or moments where you give of your time to somebody else. Taking people with you if you're doing something significant, it's just for me been one of those things, whether it's taking grad students with me on an international trip or taking business execs someplace and interacting with them, it's the time spent. It's that creating time and space. Mm -hmm. And I think it doesn't cost any money. It's time, it's capacity. But when you listen to what it does for them, it pays really big dividends. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a passing on of that grace that you talked about. Yeah, I often have mentored people and I'll say, always err on the side of generosity. Mm -hmm. Like go above and beyond. Don't, don't stop because there's such a feeling of love that comes from doing that. And also you give God a chance to show you how he, he'll care for you, but err on the side of generosity. You know, Karl Barth wrote, gratitude follows grace like thunder, lightning. And when you have experienced the grace of God, there is a desire with it. It's not even really, it's almost not a conscious desire, but you want to give to other people. I think being generous with grace is such a powerful thing. There can be a religious spirit that makes a person go, well, I tithe, and they take a strict 10% view of their tithing, and they go, I'm a giving person. And yet they have a spirit about them that is not generous at all. So why would someone who's experienced grace not be one who passes it on? Mm -hmm. I've given some thought to that. Let, well, me, let me jump in and then you, you, yeah, you, can, okay. you can clarify. Not unlike people who have a, a, a mindset of a deficit mm -hmm. where they, they have enough but are always afraid it's not quite enough. In the, uh, in the Older Testament, particularly among the prophets, it, it was called the spirit of poverty. Mm -hmm. doesn't yes. mean you don't yeah. have enough. It's you're afraid to lose what yeah. you already have. Scarcity mentality. That, exactly. We've yeah. seen it across the board. So at that point, the mindset is, mm -hmm. what if I need extra? I should keep this for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's just not thinking about how am I a conduit to take the best of what I've received and pass it on, regardless right. of what that is. You mentioned the practice of taking younger leaders with you when you're ministering in one other place. Well, what you do when you practice that is you're creating an opportunity for giving for them. And then out of that, giving is an outflow that comes out of spending that time. It's an outflow of the heart. So we're really talking about an issue of the heart. Exactly. And when it does well, it that's what it is. And because we have quite a number of examples of where it's not done well, it's also an issue of the heart. Mm -hmm. yeah, this entire subject is about the heart. It's about the heart of the leader. It's about our hearts. What is flowing out of our heart? Is it a scarcity mentality that wants to keep everything to itself? Is it a, a highly 
I'm really special, this all belongs to me? Or is it you are so touched by the grace of God in your life that it just overflows from you and pours out to other people? I want to be more like the latter. Absolutely. And in theory, who wouldn't want to be? Mm-hmm. And so that's where in mentoring and, and working with leaders, you have to make the adjustment with them. So ask what we always say. You ask those kind of strategic questions that helps unlock that. Right. Do you understand why you're holding on when it would just be natural for you to, to be a giver at this stage? Mm-hmm. What is that thing? You know, I have met some really fine Christian people of wealth who have been generous over the years. They've also been deeply hurt by giving. I had a friend who pulled together a group of leaders from a number of Christian foundations or trusts, and we had a meeting, and I asked the question, what is the worst gift you ever gave? as a foundation, and every one of them had a story about some Christian leader or ministry that promised this and didn't follow through, or it failed, or they just felt like they haven't fully forgotten it. So people can get hurt from giving, and that can cause them to not be as generous the next time or much harder on the next person who shows up who's asking for a grant from their foundation. There was a church in Florida that kept asking me to come, but whenever they wanted me, I was already booked. And they said, if you ever get a weekend open, let us know. So one opened up, but it was like exactly one week before Christmas. It was mm-hmm. it was a terrible time. And I called them and said, I, I've got a weekend free. I'll, I'll adjust to what you want. And they said, actually, we're using this as a weekend of giving for lots of things, but we've got a newly built family center in the back, a gymnasium, all, yeah. all sorts of stuff. And they go, we want to pay it off. And they said, so come and talk about giving. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm going to come, but I'm going to talk about giving your life in discipleship. Mm. And they go, no, 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 we we need the money. (laughs) It's all about money. I said, you'll get the money. Trust me. And the pastor goes, well, there's a lot at stake here. And I go. Uh, I'll help you raise it if not, but mm-hmm. I think this is going to work. Let's try this. And I, it was it was similar. It was just indirect rather than direct. So did the discipleship thing. And then at the end just said, look, I've already had a tour of your building. You did well. Yeah. We, we, we only need like $650,000. let us just take care of this today. You can write the checks. Mm-hmm. Double it. Like, come on, you can do this. It was a retirement community. And I said, but don't think that's the giving of your life. Right. The giving of your life is the center is going to bring in people from the community. Those kids need surrogate grandparents. Mm. They're going to come to a faith in Christ and they need you to disciple them. They're going to learn from you everything about life and love and faith. Mm. That's what you'll give. We, We took up more money. It was just a shade over what we needed. But what fascinated me most was the particularly the men who had come up to go. I don't like how you did this. 
because I was pretty comfortable writing a check. But now you're asking me for my time and yeah, my life. Yeah. And I said, you've been given a lot. Mm -hmm. Come on, mate. Mm -hmm. give, give some of this back. Yeah. I, w I want to ask you about situations where you and I go and we've spoken at lots of conferences yeah. and different gatherings. And I was reminded of doing a conference for the Salvation Army. Now, here, here are these lovely people who often work in the worst parts of the city, the places where lots of people don't want to work. Mm -hmm. They invite me to an officer's council meeting, and it was held at a camp. It's like a church camp. Um, it's, it's not luxurious necessarily. It's not bad, it, but it's just not luxurious. But I walked into my room... And there was a gift box there with very thoughtful things that were set out for me as a speaker. Mm -hmm. Not just bottles of water, perhaps little snacks, some words of encouragement for each day that I was going to be there, a little card of encouragement, and a candle. They had a candle in it. And I was able to set up a little stand with all of these wonderful expressions of giving that they had provided for me. And I think it actually helped and motivated me to be there to yeah. give back to them or to give what God had given me for them. So I think that there's many little ways in which we can express that giving spirit for others. Even doing that if you have a guest come to your home and putting something together for them that welcomes them into the space. I've used the one that you all left for me. I've used it well this week. Thank mm. you. Hi, I'm Roy, and I'm the producer of Mentored. Are you looking for a unique life-enhancing experience that will propel your leadership skills to the next level? I want you to consider my friend, Dr. Martin Sanders founder of Global Leadership and the director of the doctoral program at ATS in Manhattan. With years of experience in leadership development, Martin has helped countless individuals and organizations reach fuller potential. His creative questioning approach, grounded in biblical principles, sets him apart from other mentors. One of Martin's most sought-after services is his exclusive Executive Couples Coaching Conference in Florida. It's a one-of-a-kind event to grow, develop depth, and be mentored by one of the best. Working with my friend Martin is a wonderful opportunity to take your leadership skills to new heights. So visit mentoredpodcast.net today to learn about engaging his service and schedule a consultation. Your future starts now. As we wrap up, we need to talk about capacity and how you expand capacity. That's one of the key roles of mentoring. You almost borrow from the mentor mm -hmm. to say, help me see it differently. Help me experience it more deeply. Let me work with you to do this. Not unlike a runner or somebody who gets a trainer to help them go to the next level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so those are conversations often I'm asked and I'll say, I may not be your best person here because 
I'm on a different wavelength than you, yeah. a different channel. And, and almost always they go, I think I need to be on your channel, not mm. mine. <laughs> You've done a lot of this well. I think helping to expand your capacity for giving, God has an endless supply to give, and we can be a vessel through which he can do that. But I have helped in mentoring some leaders to encourage them to have some reflection time and to reflect on their giving habits. How do they give? Also, what holds you back from giving? Just asking them to really be thoughtful to identify then barriers that they've got in their lives. But I wanted to share with you, Martin, about an experience that we had as a family where we hold this annual general meeting every year as the boys were young and between Christmas and New Year's we'd all get together and we would be planning out the year in advance. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we introduced was to talk about where are we going to put our charitable giving for the next year. And it started with biblical teaching about tithing and giving back to God. And so that began with a 10% amount, and we want to give that to the local church as mm -hmm. the place to start with that. But then we met the next year, and we said, this year, let's stretch ourselves to give 11% of our total household income to the Lord's work. In the following year, 12%, then 13 then 14 then 15 And it was about at 15% where we actually had to make some other decisions mm -hmm. about how we're spending money sure. in order to be able to do that. I remember my son Jeremy was looking at our financial budget for running the household, and he asked about what what was the hydro thing. And I said, oh, it's, it's hydroelectricity. It's to pay to have our lights on. And he was quite young, and he goes, we have to pay to have the lights on? And I said, yes, it is. And so they learned through this exercise about the fact when we had to pull back in order to have the money that we were committing ourselves to to give away for the Lord's work. We worked on that until we were up to a fairly high percentage mm -hmm. of our income yep. that we were able to give away. And then we were able to participate in the joy of giving, which is, we haven't mentioned much about that, but there is a great joy that comes when we're able to bless other people with our time, our encouragement, our, our resources in their lives. Carson, as we know, having listened to way more sermons than we wished we had at some points, there's no need for a challenge here. Here's why. But I think for most of our listeners, they want to be a giving person. I, th I think they want to expand the capacity. I think they want the joy of that, but get stuck in looking at the checkbook, mm -hmm. at the, the credit card payments, at just the feelings of being at times challenged, overwhelmed, mm -hmm. whatever word they use. So let, let me just take our listeners back to the simplicity of there's a trust factor Mm, yes. In your life, freely you have received, freely give. Mm -hmm. Embrace the best of what you have been given in its breadth. Yeah. And then simply, very simply, pass it on yeah. as a giving person. Mm -hmm. 
It's inspiring. And I believe that we have an opportunity in every day of our lives to be more giving. So thanks for the opportunity for us to talk with you as a listener about this important subject. And may you find some times to just be reflective about your giving habits and to ask yourself and ask of the Lord in prayer if there are new ways in which you might be more giving. Well said. Yeah. Great, great being with you. Absolutely. If you want to hear more from us and find other resources on mentoring, head over to our website at www.mentoredpodcast.net where you'll find all our topics as well as a way to subscribe to future episodes. And we'd also appreciate it if on social media, you take a moment to like or comment on our episodes. This helps us create better content and reach more people with our message. I'm Martin Sanders. And I'm Carson Pugh. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.